0: welcome to our study on trusting God as we have studied these past few weeks we have already seen our lives transformed as we have learned to trust God in all the details of our lives we have seen that God is in control of every aspect through circumstances and people now today we're going to be looking at how God is in control of all the nations the kings and the rulers When we look at scripture, we see how God shaped the events of history, don't we? And that through this, we will know that God is in control, shaping the events today just as he did in the past. Our lives are affected every day by the decisions of legislative bodies and governmental officials. We live each day under the restraints of the multitude of laws and decisions that are being made in Congress. At all times those decisions, apparent or not, good or not, are under the control of our sovereign God. So we should put our trust in God, not in the decision-making power of the politicians or the government officials or even the Supreme Courts. Ladies, we need to put our trust in God. He is the one that is in control. His will is to take precedence over our will and His honor is to take precedence over our feelings. We honor God by choosing to trust Him when we don't understand what He is doing or why He has allowed a certain bill to be passed or even a certain official to win the election. But we know that God is in control of everything, including our world leaders. Now when you think about it, Israel is a good example of a nation that is in God's sovereign hand we see prophecy fulfilled time and time again throughout history through Israel for example scripture tells us that the Israelites would be scattered throughout the world because of their disobedience didn't they and that the Lord would bring them back together well on May 14 1948 Israeli Prime Minister David Ben-Gurion publicly pronounced the declaration of the state of Israel as an independent nation while five Arab nations were about to attack them. Now here God had brought them back together as a nation and to this day we still see Jews returning to Israel from all over the world. Then in an amazing six-day war against the Arabs in June of 1967 Israel gained control of the Sinai Peninsula the Gaza Strip, the West Bank, East Jerusalem, and the Golan Heights. Now why was this so important? It's because they needed to have control of Jerusalem in order to rebuild the temple, right? So this was huge for them to be able to, get to win this back and gain control. Now in October of 1973 was the Yom Kippur War, where Syria and Egypt launched a surprise attack against Israel. Now there was at least nine Arab states including four non-Middle Eastern nations, actively aided in the Egyptian-Syrian war effort. I want you to get the big picture of this war. Listen to this. There was approximately 180 Israeli tanks faced an onslaught of 1,400 Syrian tanks. There are 436 Israeli defenders who were attacked by eighty thousand Egyptians Iraq sent eighteen thousand men and several hundred tanks Saudi Arabia and Kuwait committed men to battle Saudis had three thousand troops Libya sent fighters other northern African countries responded to the Arab and Soviet calls to aid them Algeria sent three aircraft squadrons of fighters and bombers, an armored brigade of 150 tanks. There was approximately one to 2,000 Tonnesian soldiers, and Sudan sent 3,500 troops and three brigades to the front lines, including another 2,500 men. Now, I could go on and on. There's more, but you get the picture here. Israel was surrounded by troops in all different areas all their borders were surrounded by Arabs going to attack them now think about this where they're totally surrounded and yet the Israeli forces lost a total of 2688 soldiers in death and 7250 were wounded there was approximately in like the hundred thousand of the Arabs that were lost. This was amazing. How many of you know that this war also had the elements of a severe international crisis and ended with a near confrontation between the two nuclear superpowers which was the United States and the Soviet Union, both of whom launched massive resupply efforts to their allies during the war. Ladies, God's sovereign hand was definitely with Israel in this war. That could have been huge and yet they prevailed. Throughout history they have tried to wipe Israel off the face of the earth but they have failed. Can you imagine this tiny little nation fighting against all of these Arab countries and yet they prevail every time? They have suffered so much persecution, yet they stand united. God definitely has his hands on Israel. When you look at Israel's history alone, you can see God's sovereignty and his hand working in their lives. Ladies, God is working in the lives of our leaders just as much as he is working there in, as we see in Scripture. God recorded in his word specific instances Of his sovereign rule over history in order that we might trust him in the affairs of history as they unfold before us today for instance God is sovereign and he has established government let's turn over in our Bibles to Romans chapter 13 and let's look at verse 1 it says let every soul be subject to the governing authorities for there is no authority except from God and the authorities that exist are appointed by God. So just as we saw that the good as well as the bad actions of people in our lives were under the sovereign will of God, so too are the good and evil actions of those rulers that affect our lives are never beyond the bounds of His sovereign will. Now sometimes this is hard when we see the atrocities that government officials and rulers allow. But remember, God knows the bigger picture. He works in history from an eternal perspective. Where we see things just as they are in front of us, God sees the full picture. We need to remember that God is going to fulfill His plan and purpose even when things don't seem to be going the right direction. They are going in the direction that is ordained by God, and therefore it is the right direction. Proverbs twenty one one says, "The king's heart is in the hand of the Lord, like the rivers of water, he turns it wherever he wishes." We see example of this in Luke chapter two verses one to four, where it shows us how Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken, which would require Joseph and Mary to go to Bethlehem. To register at just the right time for the Messiah to be born in Bethlehem which was the fulfillment of Micah's prophecy as we see in Micah 5 2 right well what made Caesar Augustus issue that decree God worked in the heart and mind of Caesar Augustus in order to fulfill his plan why else would Joseph and Mary travel in her condition Then we see in John chapter 19 verses 10 through 11 that Pilate piously is saying, Do you not know that I have the power to crucify you and power to release you? Then we see Christ's response. You can have no power at all against me unless it had been given you from above. Ladies, there is nothing that is going to happen That God has not allowed. Pilate thought he had the last word, but it was all a part of God's plan to bring salvation to you and I. It was God who had the authority, not Pilate. It was God making the decisions, not Pilate. Now sometimes we are like Pilate. Where we think we have total authority. We think we have all the wise answers. And we think we can do it all. But we miss the big picture. Ladies, we don't have all the answers. And sometimes we see throughout life that people think, Oh, this is where it ends. But it doesn't. God orders our steps. Proverbs twenty-six twelve says, Do you see a man wise in your own eyes? There is more hope for a fool than for him. Ladies, God is always working through the lives of people to accomplish his will, isn't he? God not only determines who governs, but he also rules in the decisions that they make. Proverbs 16.33 says, The lot is cast into the lap, but its every decision is from the Lord. Now, the practice of casting lots was often used to determine important matters of state. Officials were chosen, tasks determined, dates selected, and disputes were even settled by casting lots. Now, you remember Haman in the book of Esther, where he cast lots to determine when the Jewish people would be annihilated. Well, of course, Haman wanted them annihilated right away, but he did the casting of the lot to find out. But guess who was in control of the casting of the lots? God was. God controlled that and set the date out far enough that it fulfilled his purpose and plan and that Esther and Mordecai were placed in a position to save the Jewish people. God was in control, as Proverbs 16:33 says. Now, just because it was a common practice did not mean that they made all of their declarations by casting lots. Some were made, as often as we do today, by seeking advice and counsel from others. Now, in these cases, God ruled in the advice given. For instance, in 2 Samuel, David's son Absalom had mounted a rebellion against his father, which resulted in David and a few faithful followers fleeing Jerusalem. Now, in seeking to determine how to consolidate his initial success, Absalom sought the advice of David's counselor who joined him in conspiracy. Now he sought the advice of Hushashi, who was secretly intended to favor David also. In 2 Samuel 1714, it says, "So Absalom and all the men of Israel said, "The advice of Hushai, the archite is." better than the advice of the other counselor that David had for the Lord had purpose to defeat the good advice of him to intent that the Lord might bring disaster to Absalom now the Lord had another plan didn't he he had a plan for Absalom and he had him choose the advice that would favor David and bring disaster to himself then there was a similar event that occurred in the life of David's grandson, Rehoban. He was asked by the men of Israel to lighten the harsh labor and heavy yoke that his father, Solomon, had put on them. Well, he too sought counsel, and his choice resulted in the ten tribes of Israel revolting against him. So you can see, why did he make such a foolish decision? Scripture tells us, In 1 Kings 12, verse 15, that the turn of events was from the Lord, that he might fulfill his word. Ladies, there are two instances in Scripture here, and both are attributed to the sovereign work of God, guiding the minds of the kings to accomplish his will. Sometimes our leaders make foolish decisions too, don't they? And yet we need to look at Scripture and be encouraged that we know in God's sovereignty he is working in the hearts and minds of our leadership whether they're Christians or not to accomplish his will Cory ten Boom said when a train goes through a tunnel and it gets dark you don't throw away the ticket and jump off you sit still and trust the engineer ladies no matter how dark times may get we need to sit still and know that God is in control He is our engineer in our lives. So instead of being afraid when we see foolish decisions made by our government, we need to go to prayer for them. It says in 1 Timothy 2, 1 through 4, that we are told to pray for the kings of all who are in authority. Scripture tells us to pray for our civil authorities for kings and for all who are in authority. Remember, when Paul charged the believers to pray for the king, Nero was on the throne in Rome, and he had already burned Rome and blamed it on the Christian believers and was planning a violent persecution against them. So ladies, we are to pray no matter how good or how bad they are, we are to pray for them. No matter how moral or immoral they are, we are to pray for them. No matter how just or unjust they are, ladies, we are to pray for them. This is what scripture tells us. Now, the National Day of Prayer is being attacked like never before. Our nation may try to do away with the National Day of Prayer, but they cannot stop us for praying for our nation right we pray for our nation every day they may have stopped Franklin Graham from praying publicly at the Pentagon but they didn't stop him from praying at the Pentagon did they God has used these events to get the gospel out publicly as Franklin Graham speaks at varying venues such as MSNBC CBN News and Fox News. Ladies, God is in control, not man. Franklin Graham got more exposure from being told not to pray at the Pentagon than he would have if he had just prayed and the gospel was preached on national TV. God is in control, not man. Faith in a sovereign Lord is a tremendous encouragement for God's people to keep serving the Lord even when the going gets difficult. Proverbs sixteen nine says, A man's heart plans his way, but the Lord directs his steps. We must learn to trust God, ladies, not only in the adverse circumstances of our own individual lives, but also in the adverse circumstances of our nation and the choices that are made. God is sovereign over the rulers in the past, as well as our current leaders today. So in all areas of our life, we can trust God. Next week, ladies, we are going to be looking at Lesson 5 of our study guide as we look at Chapter 6 in the Trusting God book, and we see God's power over nature. Until then, God bless.